This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Hello, that's Elliot here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch. Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. The Premier League champions 2016. The amazing... How the devil are we, as it says on the uh, on my top? <laughs> We've got to be happy. We <laughs> Six unbeaten, is it now? Five unbeaten in a row against uh, Palace. A nice win, a great performance, leading us into Europe next season. All I've got to say is this. Yes! 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 
have what she's having. <laughs> Indeed. Proud Terriers, good afternoon. So how the devil are you? I hope you're well. Our weekend just got a, a lot better, to be honest with you. Um, how was yours? I, I don't know your result off the top of my head. So how how is it going? Uh, Spencer, good evening. How are you? Yes, come on the foxes. I've been saying good evening all afternoon in the watch along. But uh, that, honestly, watch alongs are great when you win. Um not so great when you don't win, obviously. But look, you know, we, it, we've got so much to talk about here. Um, and we're going to look at the other results first of all, because it's been a weird weekend for results. It really has. So um, get yourself a beer, get your slippers on, get comfy and join in. Yes, indeed. And we're going to say hello there. I think he's a bit shocked he was on. I don't think he was expecting me to put him in so quickly. But Brad, good evening, sir. Good evening, sir. Sorry, I'm just trying to find a way for the board later on and keep it still because this thing doesn't have a... Well, it doesn't have... Let's bear in this bloody house. And of course, these twats on my right go past when I'm just about thinking of getting up and shut it. Uh, yeah, good evening, mate. Sorry about that. Bit distracted. That's all right. That's all right. It's good evening from me, and it's good evening from him, as they yeah, say. Uh, well, let's have a look at um, some of the weekend's results, shall we? Started off on Friday night. Um, it was a one-nil uh, win to Newcastle, and in the prediction league, none of us went for that. <laughs> it's been yeah. a low score in the prediction league. Um, Everton, Man United. Bloody hell, Brad. Where did that come from? Uh, the demise of Manchester. That's exactly where it come from. If you're, a, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I don't care who you are. I don't care how big your your team is supposed to be or how talented you are as a footballer. Um, you know, when you've got an interim manager who you know is not going to be manager, and then it looks like mm. you're already going to sack him to replace him with Tim, you're not desperate to get rid of him. You know, the water mills that you know, the rumor mills have started that you're going to replace him sooner rather than later. And then they come against the Everton side who were there for the taking and they just let them get three points. It's absolutely And if not a bigger shock than Everton beating Man United, which none of us went for, Steve and his hatred for Arsenal got himself a point. Brighton, who are bottom of the form league, two, Arsenal won. I mean, you must you must be like in in dreamland. Uh, well, I'm <laughs> Chloe's no talking to you. She's she's posting happy smiley pics. I mean, <laughs> she's come out of the woodwork. Yeah, and I'm no longer a jinx towards Brighton and Albion. So it's been a good weekend for me. In terms yes. of mate. Well, you did go for the draw. You did. You couldn't quite commit away from. And I know, I know tactics. You know. I finally cracked it. What I need to predict mm. for them to make sure that Brighton don't don't yeah. lose, and I stay in the good book. And did you think that our away 9-0 record was about to be in jeopardy? Chelsea, I mean, I don't know what's happening with Southampton. If they didn't have these good starts to the season, they'd be down at the bottom. Yeah, Southampton are kind of a weird club that have just been like that really all season in a weird mm. way. Just when you think, yeah, this is it. This is where they'll um this is where they'll turn the corner, this is where they'll go on that run. And you fancied them to be you know, 
Chelsea, mm-hmm. bad form, lost that big heavy loss to um, Brentford. Uh, yeah. Then the hammering against Madrid. Yeah. Uh, they were there for the taking. And again, you just forget not turning up. I don't I don't think they arrived until the second half because no, no. it was embarrassingly I'm... easy for Chelsea. Yeah. Hello to Terry. Welcome along. How are you, sir? Of course. I mean, he, he always watches. He always watches Terry, so he probably saw you suggest that. Uh, Leeds obviously getting three past Watford. Spurs going to town against Villa. Uh, oh dear, West Ham. Now I don't know whether our friends at West Ham, you know, uh, West Ham unofficial or Ford from Iron are watching, but. You know, you used to say you were looking back down the league to see where Leicester were. Well, I've got to be honest with you, we're below you, but we're dodging the wheels as they come off your wagon and bounce down the road past us. Um, we all went for a draw for Palace uh, against Leicester. None of us thought that Norwich would beat Burnley. Hi, Dan. And oh, I got I got the point for the draw between Man City and Liverpool. So, as we look at it, Steve got two right. Brad, you got three. I got four. So Steve is on 105. You set on 119. And I am on 126. I mean, I might, I might as well just put my feet up. Now, mind how I feel like Man City. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's closer between Man City and Liverpool. But you, I did say whoever won this, typically nobody won it, would win the league. And I still feel that I think if you were going to go, who benefits from the draw the most? It's got to be because of how close it is to the end of the season. It's still got to be Man City's to lose. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely, yeah. But uh, anyway, this is the post-match review. Uh, Leicester City two, Crystal Palace one. You can catch us on YouTube at Leicester Till I Die TV. Please, um, if you're not on there or if you are on there, either way, give the show a subscribe and smash those likes buttons for us. Really do appreciate it. And if you are listening on the podcast, thank you as always. We're on all the major platforms and some of the not-so-major ones as well. This is where you can catch us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Broadcasting live worldwide. And uh, thanks to everybody that uh, joined us for the watch along earlier. Uh, and Jeff, who was in the Philippines, couldn't get the Leicester game on. Uh, so I hope our new graphics were of help to you, Jeff. Uh, you had to you had to put up uh, with Norwich Burnley on the telly. But uh, anyway, two one, Brad. Um, let's have a look at the teams. Then they came out. What do you think of? I mean, there was obviously changes. There were seven changes, but. <laughs> We've, we've, we've had the squad this year, but we've just never had a fit squad. And it was nice to see that we could, you know, make seven changes and still look at the team and go, that's not a bad team. No, yeah, it is. It's nice to be on that experience, uh, uh, be, be on that side of things, experiencing pretty much an unforced change. You know, it's, it, you know, normally yeah. when we've seen five or six changes, it's three of them have no doubt been injuries. And mm. to my knowledge, all all them players came on today were just to come in to ro- rotate ahead of, of of Thursday's big game away at PSV. And it was it was a strong lineup. You know, it's something we've mm. pointed to throughout the season that 
Leicester now have that quality and depth, you know, and I was really pleased with what I saw on that pitch. And and around the ground as well, the fans deserve a, a massive shout out for their efforts because they, they were brilliant. They were there all the way yeah. through with them, even even when Palace had that. And I'm going to be generous here, they have about three minutes of control of that game. Apart from that, we controlled that game as well. Yes, I will it, it was strange because I think we both, myself and Nate from um, uh, Eagle Eyed Football Channel, we were both sort of got half an eye on our next games. They've got, you know, seven days' time. They've got a little matter of an FA Cup semi-final against Chelsea. We've obviously got the PSV game midweek. They didn't make any changes. They got the injury, and I hope he's going to be all well, all right for uh, next week. He's, he's quite an important uh, player that, that got the injury. Uh, I think it was Mitchell, was it, that, that got injured? Um, so I hope he'll be all right. But, you know, I looked at that team and I thought, hello. <laughs> um, it, it was strange not to see Barnes on the left there with Thomas and, uh, and Dewsby Hall. But Luckman, Madison, they, they both play. Well, Telemans has certainly had a better game than the other night. Mendy, again, for me, did nothing wrong. And so Yuncho and Amati, it looks like we've finally got fit. And I'm touching wood when I say this, but two sets of central defenders yeah it's it's uh it's all coming good for leicester at the end of the season and um you know i just said to you there before we started chris didn't i that uh it was nice for a press conference to to be matched on the pitch in terms of what brendan said and what the lads went out for because brendan made no uh allusions to the fact that yeah it's difficult a long way off seems highly unlikely but you have to look at the situation in context now that if Leicester can keep this run, this nice run they're on um, of results and, and keep picking up these wins, mm. you know, they've got Chelsea and they've got Spurs left, but the other, what, seven games are teams that they favor, you'd favour us against uh, in any given day. And if we can get through them games and nick a point or maybe a, a win against one of them, then over to you, you'd feel that Leicester might just still have an outside chance of making that top seven. And Totally. You need that performance, and that was the performance we got today. It was almost rings true of how positive we were against Brentford at home as well, to be fair, though, as well. So it's not something that's only just started to happen. No, no. It, it, it has obviously coincided with all our players coming back. And um, Spencer went there today, and he thought Mendy and uh, KDH were great. Niall, good afternoon. So how are you? I hope you are well. Um and, you know, not the fact that just Niall's been in. I mean, we were denied the win against Manchester United when I thought we deserved that. But VAR being VAR, of course. And we'll come on to VAR in this game as well later. But, no, I was... I, I you know, the, the form's come with the... You know, we always said, I always said, you know, Judge Rogers, when we've got the full squad, we've got the full squad. Nobody seems to want that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh place. They can't, you know, they're not... Taking it by the balls and running with it, so that we've got every chance of sneaking in there. Yeah, again, it's still difficult, no matter what the of expectations course. is around the other. Yeah, you know, like I said, minus Chelsea and Tottenham. Uh, mm. You'd fancy yourselves against Chelsea if we can get ourselves in front early in that game. But again, doesn't mean necessarily that Leicester are going to, you know, go and win all the other six or seven games or whatever it would be after, you yeah. know, after them too. But you would look at that and think, well. 
if these teams are going to keep dropping points, which Leicester are going to need still, even yes, if they catch up and win both their games in hand, yeah. uh, they're going to need points to be dropped by somebody up there. But like you said, Chris, the, the, the pool of teams that Leicester will be looking at now to drop points has got a bit bigger because, we, you know, you was looking at a Brighton and a Villa and a Wolves being ahead of us. And now, even though Wolves are still quite a bit ahead of us, I think, I believe, we're yeah. probably top of that pile now, aren't we? We're top of that pile in in, in the race to catch seventh place. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's have a look, shall we? There we go. As if by magic. As if by magic, sir. <laughs> there is the post-match table. Um, and I, I've gone down yeah. to 11th just to, to keep you happy, Brad. And I've included Brighton <laughs> <on> there. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you look at that, I mean, you know, we're on 40, so at least we're not going to get relegated. <laughs> we're on right, 40. Get now. Yeah, if we beat, and it's a big ask because one of those games is Chelsea, the other one of those games is Everton, who are fighting for their lives and proved yesterday what they can do. So they're not going to be a pushover that, that everybody, well, me included, thought they might be. That would give us 46. Um, we're actually three. If we win the game, we've got an extra game in hand on Wolves. If we win that, we're level with Wolves in eight. And then we're only two off that that, that seventh place. So, you know, it. It's it's there for the take, you know. West Ham, like I say, are dropping dropping down like the old proverbial uh, bride's knickers on the wedding night. Um, Man United are just being Man United at the moment, uh, and Arsenal. Well, if you can't, be, no disrespect, if you can't beat Brighton when the bottom of the form table, then uh, what can you do? But uh, it gave it yeah. gave the Arsenal fan channel something to moan about, doesn't it? You know, but yeah, it, it's looking a lot better than it was. Yeah, and you know, maybe this is something that we've done here. Um, where we, we, you with the stronger advocate of the team, you were definitely one that was still saying, even in, in the Mr. Frustrations during some game, that mm. let Brendan get the squad back, yeah, let's see what happens. And, and it almost got to a point where Leicester fans and the club got on the same page where it's like, okay, let's let's ride this wave, let's let's. Mm. Kind of get back to us well, what we know, and it, it, it can't be no coincidence. You know, I've got to hand it to to to, to a manager. Really, I, I I looked at the way we pressed today, and we'll get to that a bit later. But it was quite um, in the same way as 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 Man City are told to press with Pep Guardiola. I noticed today. I know they got a draw today against Liverpool, but the yeah. way they pressed at times was very similar. There, so. You know, six about five or six weeks ago, Brendan said Leicester got their identity back, and minus that loss to Arsenal, uh, yeah. I, I'd say he's been fairly right. They, 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 we do mm. seem to be back to like Leicester. That's when it's got all its quality there available. Quick mention: When did Messi decide? When did Mendy say Messi? I meant Mendy. He's, he's that good. But when did Mendy decide? You know what? I just want to be like Prime Sedan as a CDM. Today, because he yeah. made some telling runs today, and, and to a point that in the second, you know, when they had that break, when there was that injury to the Crystal Palace player, that you mm. could see Brendan instruct him to get forward even more because he liked what he was seeing. And when did Mendy decide that? And how can we nearly lost him two or three times? I don't know, but I'm worried about. I mean, I'd love to keep him. Um, you know, I've always said Mendy or Chowdhury, and I know Chowdhury's like the local lad and what have you, but I'd love to keep Mendy. It's whether he want you know he wants to play second fiddle to Indeedy, but of course we could again next season we could be in four competitions, you know cups yeah. and and what have you. So 
you know, even if Mendy was, uh, even if indeed he was fit, sorry, now, we've got two games a week till the end of the season. You're going to yeah. want to rotate your squad. But it depends. I mean, he's got he's got um, end of the year left on his contract, apparently, Mendy. So I wouldn't mind t- t- tying him down. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't mind tying him down. But, um, I mean, when you look at that game today, and look at the way we played, and you know, I never felt threatened by Palace. No, no, me either. I, I, I maybe thought maybe I've got Bamba's blue tinted uh, glasses on because I think I got a bit too overexcited about the result because I was just so impressed with the performance. Even mm. when Crystal Palace were able to get to the ball to into our final third, literally apart from them three minutes where they had a bit of a spell and that's where they ended up getting their goal from. Uh, we'll mm. talk about that, I'm sure, later on. But we just controlled them. We never panicked. And even though maybe as fans at 2-1 we were nervous, you didn't see an ounce of nerves on the pitch. They were calmness personified throughout. And for me, mm. yeah, people might say, you know, Man United win. It's probably more impressive. And yes, it is. But I I would argue that we have just seen the best performance at the King Power, if not this season, from Leicester City. Maybe not in all competitions, but in the Premier League, I feel like, Maybe it's been that long since I've seen it. Maybe, you know, because Brentford at home, we, we took our foot off the gas and let them back in. We didn't do that against Palace. It was just no. an unfortunate lapse in concentration that got Palace back in the game yeah. that realistically we would never really lose. And if you looked at how we played it. Yeah. I mean, what, what we must do, and if you look at our last four, five games there, it's like, one drawn, one lost. So, as I said, it have got to be a win today. But we've got to get that. And I know we've only lost one in five, but we've got to t- change those draws into wins. And like you say, there's just no, there's no stopping where we could end up this season. And I'm going to be honest with you. And maybe people will agree with me, or they'll tell me, you know, you're talking bollocks as normal. Chris, shut up. But um, I, I, I think if we end up in that second of the semi-finals of the Conference League, and, you know, eighth or ninth, possibly even seventh in, in the, well, let's say eighth or ninth in the Premier League, I think, I think it is um, a good season with all the injury, and you take into account everything yeah. that's happened to us. Yeah, it's definitely a season that in August you would have looked at and gone, yeah, eighth and ninth, but... I still like it. I still fancy to sneak in the back door. You'd have seen eight and ninth as a good season, but probably still a little bit just shy of that secondary t- that that that's second status target, as they call it. Like eight yeah. and ninth is a really good season. European spots is brilliant, and then however high you finish depends on just how brilliant it is as a season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I think if you take everything you do, you have to on a season yes, with you, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. You look at everything that's happened throughout the season and it's, it, you know, hands up, Brendan's been speaking about it in the training ground. It's not a myth. It's something that obviously clearly was a thing and clearly was happening. The lads still did have mm. the beliefs. All these fans falling for lazy journalism saying that Madison was this and Tillman's is that and his head's here and his head's there like E-I-E-I-O. Bloody yeah. Everything's going out and Rogers has always been out here to reassure the fans I think, that they're doing everything they can to get the best, given the situations they've been in. And like mm. you said, Chris, and others have said, uh, in defence of Rogers, give him a full team. I can't remember which commentator it was that said it, but there was a, there was a commentator on one Linton of... Linton Morrison. 
Clinton Morrison, I mean, yeah. this isn't a name I can't believe I'm praising. Uh, I'm glad he, I hope he enjoyed the beat in his palace I talk today. Um, <laughs> but he said that he obviously it was him that said it, where they said, give him a full squad. His yeah. players back, his 25 man squad. All right, we've still got Indeed involved. He yeah. basically said, judge, judge him. Yeah. And the strong team we've got available. Yeah. yeah. And we've got 90% of that back. Like I said, Tillemans, we can't have yeah. back. He, he, not Tillemans. Indeed, he's out for the season. He's not going to be back. But Vardy, minus him, realistically, yeah. we've got it. You're always going to have some sort of, sort of injury. But, you yeah. know, yeah. We, we, we've just had it's just been horrendous. But we've actually got more back now than, you know, we, we've got out for once. Um, and Scott said there we did to Palace what they what they did to Arsenal. I mean, I'm just seeing Patrick Vieira yeah. here. He's saying the damage was done in the first half of the way we entered into the game. We gave ourselves too much to climb in the second half. In the second half, we put more tempo in our game. We were more aggressive and managed to create situations. Uh, second half was more positive. We played more forward and put them more under pressure. I mean, that certainly, I don't think, was the game I saw. Because like I said, I never felt that we were under pressure. Um, but we did. We didn't give, I mean, the, the Nate who was um, doing the show with me, the, the watch-along, he... He kind of said that we never gave them space in the midfield. No, we didn't. We did not let them breathe. Uh, and again, I'll touch more upon it on, on, on the tactics segment. But we yeah. really did. The way we shaped up, they were quite rigid uh, in how they tried to press their line. And Leicester took full advantage of that. You could even see it to a point, um, you know, uh, the press up, up, up the front. And that, that's where the goal came from, funny enough. We did that about five or six times, and then the sixth time was a charm. The press reeks its reward. And can, can we just take a minute to say, can I just take a minute to say this, Chris? Tillerman should sign a two-year deal just to have the privilege of playing alongside KDH for another season at least, because that kid is phenomenal. The driving effort that kid puts in. He runs mm. around, he doesn't look a jot tired. He plays 90 minutes at that tempo every game. His assist for the goal, the way he just knew to turn and where to go with it, he yeah. didn't have to wait, he didn't have to think about it, he just did it, he knew where Luckman was, he threaded the ball, and his goal, could you have picked a better opening goal to no. open your account in the no, Premiership? not at all. Yeah, if you want, but you know, definitely, definitely, we will, we'll talk about uh, Kieran yeah, Drewsby yeah. Hall later because of uh, obvious reasons. But yeah, Gabe, good evening. She's, she agrees that KDH is an absolute boy, an absolute baller. Man of the match, hands down. Luckman is deserving of more game time. I just want to go back before we sort of get into the game itself, um, mm. because obviously, on, as, we, as we said at the start, not obviously, but as we said at the start, um, going through the results, we've both gone for a draw. That However, when it came to actually doing the um, X-Foxes League that, that I do, uh, I couldn't stick with the draw. I had to change my mind. And I went, if I can find it, where are we? We've got it here somewhere. There we go. I went for a 2 1. Well, who knew? Who knew I would get that right? Um, well, you know, Steve Wall, I kind of just say, if you, look, if you look where I am, I needed it. <laughs> I got, did, I was bottom. Yeah, wow, well, you. <laughs> You put yourself there alphabet alphabetically, I see. Yeah, well, no, that's how it does. I don't. I didn't yeah, do that. Yeah, I think it's because I got I got three points this week, and Ian only got one, and I think that's why 
it, it moved me up. But um, yeah, that's yeah, what you so, say, mate. That's what you tell them, don't you? That's what you say in the email. It's, it, well, it, but, <laughs> Ian, is, Ian is still joint fifth, so we could look at it that way, you know. Yeah, I'm told that's what you put in his email as well, didn't you? Go, don't worry, Steve. Ian, you're not bottom, you're joint fifth. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. <laughs> uh, Dorco, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Um, thought Daka was going to be the new Vardy. How wrong was I? Very disappointed. Look. Really? I just want to say this about Vard, about Dakar and Samari, is that when and because I, I, I brought this up with the Manchester City fan the other day about Jack Grealish going to Man City and how they could pay a billion, I mean a hundred million pounds for one player, and then he not be a starter. And he made the point that with Pep. It's always they always take a season to bed in and get used to his idea um, and how he plays. And it's always the second season. Like Mares, it took him a couple of seasons to, to to now their top scorer this season. But it took him a couple of seasons to bed in. Now, you know, yes, you occasionally get a player like Fafana that's thrown in at the deep end and absolutely nails it. But other players, they've got to get used to the style of play, not only for Leicester, but for the Premier League as well. And, you know, so Unchu, you know, he had a couple of seasons, was it, or for at least one season, behind the scenes with the under-23s. He, he only came in after he'd been here at least a whole season and was used to us playing, and that's why he came in and was good from the start. But I do think we have to cut some of these new signings a bit of slack, you know. Years ago... And I always quote this, Liverpool, as far as I can remember, signed Keegan from Scunthorpe and he didn't see the first team for six months. But I don't, that might be wrong, but that's that's what I kind of got in my head. So when we're signing players from abroad, they've got to be given time, haven't they? I mean, yeah, naturally. It, I mean, sometimes you get, the, you know, you get some players that just have a knack for the game. Mm. And we're talking players that you talk, start talking about in a different bracket. You know, you could have really good players that don't make it into that bracket. And I'm talking, you look at Diaz at Liverpool, the way he's, he settled in at yeah. Liverpool, the way he started his career there. Some players just have it. And, and Leicester have had a fair few that have just had it. Juice be all, since, he since he's been getting his yeah. debut, I haven't even looked like being taken out of that side. He yeah. might be one for having it. And I say might, because he's still early in his Premier League career. But we've seen it with some Leicester players. For Farner, he just has it. He was thrown in that swimming pool, and my God, yeah. he swam. You know, and then he was not everybody can do that, that, can they? No, they can't, and they can't do what he did with his injury recovery because that takes something out. No yeah. matter what it is, if it's a lengthy injury, and you know, Samari actually, people might not have noticed this because I've read the reports on Leicestershire Live. I know that they're, they're a bit clickbaity, but this was Brendan Roger speaking, and you know, Soyuncu was actually missing from the European game, I think, because of illness. Also, it was stated. I know mm. he was talking about Samare Perez, who I don't care about, and um, and Samare. And he said, I, I remember he said two of them had illnesses, and I, I'm pretty sure Science was one of them. I can't remember which one about the two with Perez mm. or Samare, but the other one was injured, carrying a bit of a niggle and a knock. So that's also played a part because he's also picked up a few niggles when he's just started mm. to get himself going at Leicester. So it, it's not the easiest. I don't know no. why they were so disappointed in Daki because if you read these replies and watch what and listen to what Brendan says in his press conference, 
something I was really impressed with today was Daka getting back and taking that Ian Atro role because that's the role yeah. Brenner's trying to teach him. He even said, what, what one part of the game I'm working on with Daka is, is getting him back. And yeah. I know whilst we have to utilise his strength, which is obviously sitting on the line of the, that, 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 that last defender and getting him behind, like he did in creating the goal, um, well, playing his part in creating the goal by reading the, you know, the, the interception and getting on his bike, but he's also developing. So we've got mm. to entail that. He's growing in strength. He's got to get used to the Premier League physicality. Cliche, I know, but he is. He does fall over a bit easy, but so did Nacho when he first came to us. I know he played for Man City. Well, he... I was just going to say, you know, you look at Nacho and he was at Manchester City and he yeah. came, if you like, you know, took us, he did take a step down to come to Leicester in fairness and the hope that he was going to get regular game time. That didn't work out very well. But it took him a couple of seasons to get established and get playing. And, yep. uh, you know, and, you know, now, you know, we're probably looking at Vardy's probably played his last season this season now where he is sort of, um, you know, the playing 90 minutes week in, week out. Uh, let's be honest. Um, yeah. and, and, that, and that, that might not be a bad thing because that means that maybe, you know, you know, we, we yeah. talk about Vardy a lot, obviously, and I'll be, I actually will be quicker. You know, we talk about how he retired because he didn't feel he was getting mm. used right at England and he wanted to prolong his playing career. And it might not be a bad thing that any actor has had a few years to get ready because we've seen he's lethal this season when he seems to play. He's got a great goal yeah. and assist ratio. Dak yeah. has not done too bad at all for someone who's only just come to the division. And if you give them maybe two seasons of bench super sub, Vardy, yes. that's still two vital years that gets them development to work as yeah. as, a, as a unit more often. And as I, as I said, he development. will. To me, he will become that super sub coming on yeah. for the last twenty minutes. Well, I thought uh, he'd be that this season. To be honest with you, yeah. I said he might do that this season. So if it helps, if we get the best out of Vardy by playing him that way, I'm sure he's happy to do that for two yes. seasons. Yeah, and probably Definitely. still get our fifteen to twenty yeah. games on or off the bench or starting. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are, are disagreeing with Dorco. Um, yeah, I, I am. C- I certainly Scott then. did. Uh, Ant says, good evening, Ant. How the devil are you? I heard Gerard has KTH posters on his wall. <laughs> as, long as, he try to pinch, <laughs> as long as he doesn't try to pinch him for Villa. Um, JB says, oh, really, Dorco? It's his first season here. Look at, look at Vardy's first season. Excellent point, JP. Excellent point. And he goes on to say, um, kind of just say, we haven't uh, played with the number 10 to supply the balls he needs. Madison plays mostly on the right at the moment. Terry says, I worked abroad in many countries. Trust me, it takes quite a while to get used to a new culture. Certainly yeah. does. So basically what we're saying, Ant Ed, apparently Samari is still having growing pains. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I never said anything today. I never said anything. You brought it up. Um, but yeah, um, as they getting back to, to today's team, I mean, the first goal, talk oh. us through it. Talk us through oh, wow. it. I mean, look, man, if we don't sign him at the end of the season, to me, he's done enough. He's done enough to warrant a, a, oh, a contract. Mate. mate, I was so buzzing for him because I put out earlier when I saw the lineup. I, I lit up like a kid at Christmas because I don't know if it's wrong, maybe I am, but my favourite player this season where I've seen him play has been Luckman. I love what he does. I love the fact that he goes, he doesn't just stick to his side. He's obviously been given that freedom because he chases everything down, he drives forward, 
he's actually quite clever at getting in behind the defence. We saw that for his goal today. And I don't know if it's right that I have. I think he's my favourite player this season because he really has. Mm. Um, I know he's alone here. Maybe I shouldn't say that. But my favourite player to watch this season when he's played has been Lutman. And obviously then my second favourite Leicester player to watch this season was Kieran Dewsby Hall, the man who got his assist. Yeah. And the goal, the first goal, really epitomised Leicester's control of the game. Crystal, Crystal Palace couldn't get out of their half. No, For a solid no. 20 minutes, they barely got out of the half. And when they did, they lofted a ball 20 yards ahead of the striker or the winger. Casper dealt with it easy. The defence mopped it up. It was very rarely did I, Apart from that chance where Casper made a great save, um, they didn't do anything. And then Leicester pressed. And it didn't work the first time they got away with it. They got away with it the second time. But Leicester pressed. And they, you know, the third time they got the ball, but they didn't quite get the chance. And they kept going, they kept going, and then bang. They got the foot in, they got the ball, he turns that defender, they open up his body, he puts the ball through, and it's such a great finish from Lutman. He did it so coolly and calmly to hit that first time and hit it underneath a diving keeper who got down low to it, but just couldn't yeah. get anywhere near it, mate. It was a great goal to watch. And let, let's be honest, I mean, we were, they did, and I think after about three or four minutes, they did make Michael have to make a save. Um, yeah. But, I mean... To, you know, Luckman, he's got goals in him. Liverpool today, you know, we know he's got that. He can play either wing, which is a great advantage. I mean, if you've got a player, I mean, Brendan likes his utility players, but it's great if you've got a player that can, you know, you've got, you sat him on the subs bench, you only need to have him as a winger sub, <laughs> you don't, you know, rather yeah. than two, and you can have uh, an extra player from somewhere else. So I, I, I love the guy, but I will take credit for scoring because I said, I think it was, was it about 40 minutes or so when, when they scored 39 minutes, I think, when they got uh, the goal? Yes, it was a real Because I did say, I, I did remember saying like, oh, I know, hang on a second here, because this is the time when Leicester normally concede just before half time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We went and did it, and it was like, what? Ah, yes. And, and that pass from Kieran Jewsbury Hall, it took out four Palace defenders. Yeah. You know has what? this guy been around playing in the Premier League for five or six years or what? Yeah, you'd think it, because like you said, it's not like through an injury crisis in, in that area. Ironically, that's probably the area we've managed to get away with injuries in terms of always having mm. three or four bodies available for that position. Yeah, uh, It's not like he's not been, you know, he's only been playing because we're desperate for numbers. He's been phenomenal. He's not even slightly looked like getting but you know, mm. you know, pushed up, pushed out of that position, and he was, wasn't he? He was a joy to watch. Maybe we've been looking in the wrong place to try and get Almares replacement because the way he just turned and and you know the way, like I said, the way he opened up that body and and yeah. that ball, like you said, it just it completely took four Palace players out of the game and it made that finish so it took all the weight off Lutman's shoulders because all he had to do was get his head down, put his foot through the ball. And, and, and the result, and you know, goal was inevitable in in, in more senses because he had no one in front of him. Because and that right. was because, you know, and you remember he started that with his back to goal, so mm. it's the insight and the connection and, and the link up he has between his teammates, the understanding they obviously will keep working on in training, and it's paying off because he didn't have, you know, he didn't stand on the ball, look around, and, and stop the momentum. He took everything in one swift 
brush momentum like that. Yes, that was an arm's way to elaborate it, but that's exactly how he did it. And yeah. it was yeah, it was it was great to watch. Um and I've got to say, I'm looking at my Leicester City calendar up here for the month of April, and Adimola Luckman is one of the two featured players. Yes, with, with, with Yuri Tillemans as well, isn't he? With Yuri Tillemans. Um, in, well, yeah. Please stay, Yuri. Please stay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one, man. I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, no I, do, I do talk to it quite often, you know. Yeah, I'm trying here. Yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. we smell one of those smelly, sticky things that goes off. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, uh, but Luckman, I mean, you know, we're giving credit to quite rightly to KDH because, like I say, just four defenders out in one go. But Luckman, knowing what he might be going to do, running into the box, ready to take that pass. Yes, he was, and that's what I mean. He's so clever because obviously, something I would say that Barnes doesn't do enough. He comes in. Mm. Barnes, and sometimes he'll divide. He'll make his own running, but you don't. I, and again, I feel like I'm harsh because we all seem to be trying to tweak Barnes just a little bit. But it's because we just think so highly of him and, and want to see him at his his best. What Lutman did for that goal is he drove in. He drove in behind that defence. And like I said, mm. obviously it's something they work on because KDH played that pass. Not blind exactly, but he played it yeah. knowing that Blueman or somebody should be making that run into that area, and and that's what he did. And you know, I know he's had a bit of time out of the team. There was a few questions raised. Some some people started speculating: Did he have a deal in his contract? Do we have to sign him if he pays this much? Yeah, yeah conspiracy more conspiracy theories than a lot less monsters still. What well, I'm going to say: Didn't we have all this last season with under? Yeah, we did. We did, and you know, and then. But there was that talk before he started not being included in the squad that much that Brendan, you know, I think he's got six goals in all competition. This this will now be seven, I believe. Uh, you might correct me, you might say it's six, seven or eight in all competitions. Yeah. But Brendan's setting the target to hit 10, maybe with the intention of going, if you can do that and show me what you can do without being a Leicester player, that will really make me want to make you a Leicester player even more than I already do. And it's great to see his intelligence to do that was brilliant. It's not an easy goal. Because like I no. said, you ask anyone else who isn't a striker, whether they're a winger or not, get your head down, make that run, because he does it. He doesn't look up. He doesn't. He, he only looks to see the pass. He's got his head down, his head over the ball, and he, he hits it well. Some people might stutter, might lose. You know, mm. with Nacho doesn't always get it under his, gets it stuck under his feet a couple of times, doesn't he? He didn't do that. He just hit it purely and deservedly got the goal that the pass warranted. Indeed, indeed. I'm just winding uh, West Ham unofficial up. I've just sent him a message. Uh, we may be below you, but I'm dodging the wheels coming off your wagon. Uh, <laughs> to which right. we reply, still got to still got to scroll down. All right, Jake, how, how the devil are you? Uh, JB's A, is KDH the Yuri replacement? Do you know something? I said this a while ago when KDH started to have the, these um, play play well and started to get into the team. And and thought afterwards, I thought, am I building this guy up, you know, a bit? But I'm, I'm not going to say no to that at the moment. Um, no, I'm, I don't like the word replacement because right now he's been given the freedom to do his job. He gets back defensively. He kind of has a similar role, and I think Leicester are always going to need two players that are asked to do a similar role. And 
you know, we're forgetting that Tillman's has got that wise head. He's a few years older. He's been playing, yeah. you know, at, a, at an international level as well. Because I know people might say, oh, that doesn't matter too much. It really does. He's more experienced. So he maybe does focus more on his defending side. Not saying that Jude Hall doesn't. But we seem to play a system that has them two centre midfielders, either side of a Mendy or an Ndidi, that go up and down and up and down and mm. patrol that way. So I don't see him as a Tillman's replacement. Still might sign a two-year extension. We don't know. Might might sign a one-year extension. So he's mm. not replacing him just yet. I actually think, and I know we, we spoke about him in the one transfer show that we did, and his name has cropped up again, but that Charles the... Keltra or whatever his name is, the Club Bruges midfielder, who's another youngster at Leicester yeah. and Western Youth, that might be someone that they bring in to turn into that sort of role play player um, over time. That might be the long-term replacement. Right now, mm. he's a perfect partner for Tillemans to be operating on that side, along yeah. with James Madison and Mendy. Uh, they form quite a nice little diamond, I guess, the, yes. the, the, the four of them. I must just let me um which one is this? Uh no, let's just remove that. Uh I'll just go through we'll go through a couple of comments and then um we'll we'll take a quick break and then we'll have a look at uh, the second goal and obviously the second half. Um uh, where are we here? So Terry says my only concern about today's game was yet again eighty percent of our attacking moves ended up down the left. As long as we're attacking, as long as we're attacking. Um, yeah. Hi, Chris. Got to the game today after my illness. Brilliant, David. So glad you were able to go back. And what a game to go back to. What a game to go back to. Uh, JB, my only concern with KDH is his numbers needs more goal attack, but it's his first season in this league. Doug, how the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. You know, uh, just about got his breath back. I'm sure as a Liverpool fan, you did. Uh, but I'm going to say thank you very much for the draw because it got me an extra point in the prediction league. So, yeah, got some dog. You could have either just lost or won, could you? Yes, yeah. Uh, Charles de Cattori is mainly a centre forward, and most attacks of his is down the left as well. Um, I just want to, um, let me see if I can. Okay, that was the one that it was. Um, I do think this this sort of kind of needs to be to be shared a little bit. Not unlike not unlike I've got to say Michael McIntyre. Uh, I just want to go through the uh, West Ham things here. So I got here, you know, um, we may well be below you, but I'm dodging the wheels coming off your wagon. And he's and Jake says still got to scroll down Europa or bust. I went ha ha. Claret bottle jobs, and he says, Keep stroking that Premier League trophy. And I went, At least we have one to stroke. <laughs> You've got to love some banter, haven't you? You've got to love a bit of banter live in the chat, Jake. You're 14 years old, don't you be stroking anything, young man? Um, well, for God's sake, and there's the total of it. Oh, I, I, I'm surprised it's been up this high for as long as it has. <laughs> We're going to be straight back after this.
you too can have one of these wonderful bright yellow how the devil are you <laughs> how the devil are you tops which i'm sure you will do or you could have a Lester Till I Die t-shirt or a logoed polo shirt all on www.lestertillidie.com forward slash shop. And you can find the full range there. Um, talk us through the second goal because, let's be honest with you, I was like out of my seat almost. Well, I mean, could I, I'd only, I, I saw his interview after the game. Uh, he, he pretty much could not ask for a better goal. You know, your first Premier mm -hmm. League goal. Had a very, very noisy, well done again to the crowd. They were brilliant tonight. They were excellent uh, this afternoon. Um, a, a pretty packed King Power Stadium. I saw something earlier, actually. We're top of the pops on percentages. In, I think we're like 98.2 or something percent full at home games. So the oh, crowd yeah. have been there. So it was nice okay. to hear the volume as well today. And top, top bins. <laughs> top bins on your left foot after you turn somebody in. And, and smack it in. You can't ask for a better goal, can you, for your first F1? He's never going to forget that in a hurry. No. Uh, for his first Premier League goal. Was a hit and a half. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was like, just where, where did he pick that out from? Oh, again, like, you know, can can if you could have put a target, you know what they say, don't you? When they, when they practice set pieces, they normally have like a little target they might hang down from the corner of goal to try and get it there. Because you, you normally say, Unless it's an absolute world-class day, like I used to make when I was a goalkeeper. Don't tell anybody, right? <laughs> you gave it in that corner, uh, and you did it. And I know it wasn't quite in that corner, um, but he had to give goalkeeper beat on it. So the goalkeeper would have died there a hundred times. He wouldn't, have got he wouldn't have saved it. It was a phenomenal hit. And like I said, I mean, he said in this interview, to take one coming off like his toe end and being the scrappiest goal you've ever seen. But, you know, what one, one to remember when, uh, it, you know, in... 15, his first goal, his first yeah. goal in the Premier League. Yeah, I think he scored in Europe, goal. possibly, but his first goal in the Premier League, and yeah. it was at home. You know, you, he, the lad, he said, you know, he is just totally, totally, utterly in dreamland. Um, yeah. You know, he said a boyhood um, dream come true. Uh, he said, Kieran Dewsby Hall, it means so much. It's a dream come true to score in the Premier League. I've dreamt it since I was a little boy. I have come close, but I am so happy today. I hope you're going to go out and celebrate, Mr. Dewsbury Hall, because you certainly deserve to. And let's get him let's get him tied down for a long-term contract, please, because I'm sure yeah. we'll get some of the uh, Man United say, and, and we'll get Arsenal fans saying, Dewsbury Hall's coming to Arsenal. <laughs> no, they can say that all they like. I can, tell you, I can tell you this now. This lad has got Leicester running through his blood. Um, yes. Yeah. I will ask you this question, and it is a little bit rhetorical. I want to see if you can give me the answer. What's the difference between someone you class as a maybe a, a really class player and a talented player that shows the passion of being a local lad? What's the difference between, say, a Tillemans and a Dewsbury Hall, to give the example? You've got Tillemans as well, who most people would say is quite class, and, and, and KDH is a local lad showing his showing his abilities. Do you know what the difference is between them? I would say, well, the local is the obvious difference. It, it, it is, but the the actual difference in terms of what you get from him at times is he never stops. Every run seems to have that extra 5% about it. Every challenge seems to have that. It has mm. the, it, it almost feels like everybody in the crowd is tackling with him. Everybody's making them runs with him. You know that silly thing you said, find yourself, you understand to me, like, go on, 
go on, and you're edging him on and you're leaning forward yourself, you know, as if that's helping him do his job. Yeah. You're, you're there with him in spirit, aren't you? Leaning forward and you start coming off the edge of your seat. And you just feel that every time he's doing something good, you can hear it in the crowd. You know what I found myself it. doing? I mean, I was watching the Europa League game midweek because I didn't do a watch-along for that. You didn't I start watching the telly trying to score, did you? Uh, yeah, I'm there, sat there, <laughs> you know, and nobody else say that they don't do it because I bloody know you do. We've <laughs> managers do it, so there's no way your fans don't do it. No, exactly, exactly. Half time, two nil up, and as the gentleman from Eagle Eyed Football, Nate, kept reminding me, um, they were two nil up at half time in the game at the uh, at Selhurst Park, 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 Selhurst Park earlier in the season, and. It comes out, and it was a penalty. Uh, I can't say that it wasn't. Now, that wasn't the bone of contention. Um, the bone of contention was, well, if you heard, if you watched the stream, you didn't know who was cheering more, me for the saves or the guy for the fact that uh, uh, they got the penalty. I mean, did you see why it was had to be taken again? No, I didn't, actually. I, I genuinely didn't. I, I... No. I only got people remember I watched it on my phone. So even when I got one replay of it, the, the camera angle I was it, that it used was so awful that I was like this close to the bloody thing. So yeah. you couldn't see him encroach. I couldn't see him encroaching. I have and okay. and Sky didn't show it in slow motion. They just showed the penalty. They didn't show another replay of it. So I still can't see it. Yeah, the first of all, they said that I and, and we looked at it and presumed it was Casper. Because he was no, slightly wasn't. off his line. When I say slightly off his line, I mean you know a footprint off his line. So I'm not. I don't think that was encroaching. But then apparently, uh, Rich from Eagle Eyed uh, Football joined us afterwards as well. So I had the two of them, and he said that it was so untrue that he thought was yeah. encroaching. Uh, no, here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing with the encroaching rule. I get it. I, I, I get it that you shouldn't... It, it's been a rule for years. It's not like it's a new thing. You don't go in... You're not supposed to... And I know it's the first time it's gone under the microscope for, but you're not supposed yeah. to encroach into the box until there's contact with the kid. However, we, we've recently scrapped a rule that lasted for about a season where gamesmanship wasn't allowed. You weren't allowed to do them silly little why are you going to the ball yes. things that they try and do they piss me off I want to punch them in the face even one of our players do it I want to punch them in the face just a little bit when they do them silly little stutters mm. it's like are you a yeah. broken down car what's wrong with you take the penalty they, that shouldn't be allowed you shouldn't be allowed to yeah. stutter so, so my opinion is if you if you take a penalty normally and someone encroaches retake it if you're doing <laughs> on your way to the ball, I don't think it's wrong. That How's it go? How's it go? Because <laughs> that's what they do. They, they're like chickens running towards the ball. When they, stop, stop them in. It's like, oh, you, you, you know what's going to happen to that, don't you? Yeah, of course, clip it, mate, because it's really, it does. It's so, it looks so <laughs> stupid. It looks so, it's so infuriating. And I think if you're a player on the line that's you know, waiting for him to connect so you can try and get to that rebound, like so yeah. I think you should have a bit of you know, I'm not saying, yeah, in, in, in the letter of the law, it's right, but I think there should be a little code for, for it, where if you're going to be a prat and stop your way to the penalty, like like you've, you're suffering with strobe lights or something, I don't know, but mm. maybe you can forgive someone for being there first, yeah. uh, you know, in the yeah. box. Maybe you can forgive it, but at the end of the day, like I said, minus that moment, the other eight, you know, 
three minutes of what was what 96 minutes in total of football yeah left to control yeah. the rest of it so in the end we didn't suffer from that one lapse in concentration no. I mean, I didn't. I know he's already declared for Ivory Coast, but you know, Irish might try and steal him back because he must have a leprechaun at home as a pet. You know, third time was definitely a charm. The only yeah, good I thing mean, I mean, he's missed fact, three penalties in a row and two in one game. So that's got yes. To I want to say it's going to be a quiz question, isn't it? I'll, I'll, <laughs> who saved two penalties in the space of two minutes for Leicester City? You know, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it was. Go on. Brilliant yeah. save. He was just unlucky. That he, he, you know, it came out to 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 to, to Sahar the way it did, yeah. and then you've got to look and say, where was Mo Salah when you needed him? Yeah, I know, right? He'd have he'd have lovely edited that what as the goal, for, but but again, it's it's one you of them think, he's thinking off. about that, <laughs> you know, when he missed the penalty rebound. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you know. that, that would that, that would have been nice. And, and look, <laughs> I, I did put a, to- a little bit of tongue in cheek. I. I, I I don't hate him per se. I thought his goal celebration was a little bit knobendish, but still, <laughs> um, it's not his fault that it was asked to be retaken. And it wasn't no. his fault that when it was saved, it was pretty much straight back out. And there's nothing else yeah. to ask him to do, apart from, you know, it would have been a miracle if it had clung on to that ball. Uh, and it's just one of them. you got to give you got to give him respect. For, oh. You know, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you back. Sake. I need to get something sorted because this is stre- it's like, it really is starting to stress me out that this keeps freezing <laughs> and I can't tell that I'm frozen. Um, but yeah, um, I feel sorry for Casper more than anything. And it's, it's just so flawed that the rebound, you know, looped into the net. It, it yeah. wasn't most solid. But at the end of the day, like I said, minus that, we still controlled that game afterwards. Even, even when Palace tried to create something afterwards, they didn't really create much, did they? There was that little yeah. alarm bell when Jeff Short flicked it across the box, but Leicester swept it up. And I don't really remember Palace doing anything after that penalty. To, well, after the second penalty. No, after the rebound from the second penalty. <laughs> yeah, um, get there eventually. Yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? It but, is. It's um, not. It is Scott. It's Scott's right. That was the north. That's where they copy it from. It's North Macedonia. You know the hacker that the. Um, New Zealand. <laughs> like Can I just say what, what happened to your women's team the other night? Ten no, one, they lost to the lionesses. Wait, whose women's team? North Macedonia. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> you threw me off because you said I was like, "Who's you on about?" I don't remember Leicester women's playing. And then of course, yeah, I checked it yesterday. Well, we just we just helping out fellow nations, you know. <laughs> what we do. So don't Talking. worry about it. You're not going to lose like Latvia did. Latvia lost yes. twenty yeah. Probably don't do that. Yeah. Talking um, of Leicester City women, um, don't forget if you, if you missed it on Friday, um, the, we are uh, you've got an in conversation with special where I speak to Jonathan Morgan, the ex manager of Leicester City women, and I believe I the guy is so honest and open. Uh, and he answered all the questions, bar one, which was understandable. Uh, but what he did for Leicester City women, honestly, him, his dad, his sisters, they all need to take some credit for that. And I know we own them now, but he he got them into that Premier League and uh, it was unfortunate they didn't get a chance to uh, to carry it on. But great interview. It's, it's, it's under the In Conversation With um, section 
on Leicester Till I Die TV. Um, over and over and over again, Arsenal, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? How dare you beat the godlike Vieira, the cheek after they hammered us last week? Well, that's all you got to do. You've got to turn up and try Arsenal. That's how so, it happens. So, hang on. Palace beat Arsenal. Leicester beat Palace. So, surely that makes us better than Arsenal. Oh, you would you would think that, but they also did double overs us. So, maybe, maybe not. Shh, shh, shh. Don't say that. Don't say that. I mean, yeah, Terry. I mean, yeah, let, let's have a quick look at the stats and then we're going to bring... Um, uh, we will bring Brad's uh, board back. He's getting his board out for you, ladies. So if you are watching that, right, where have I got the stats? They are somewhere here, he says. Uh, ah, there we go. They're further down. So let me just wiggle that down a little bit. Um, as the actress said, here we go. So if I wiggle, uh, here we go. Um, Am I going mad here, or can I not see something that says stats? I'm looking for you, mate. Now, I'll tell you what it is. No, you've, you've, you've not got that right there. No, I've, uh, I, I, know, I know what I have done. Um, <laughs> Arsenal says everybody's better than you. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> just bottling top four. What more can I say about Arsenal? Yeah. Um, you know, this one else um, I need to. Well, um, where are we? Um, let's just see if I've got it on this one. If not, we'll, we'll I'll just read the stats out to you, and uh, we will. No, I haven't got. I haven't got the stats handy. It's on a. It's on a slide no. that I haven't got on the screen at the moment. But the that's possession was That's all you needed, Chris, and that's all you've got. God. I've got one job. I've got one yeah, job, haven't I? Oh. I have. uh, possession, which doesn't really count for anything. I think we all agree that it was fifty-fifty. We had twelve shots. They had eleven. Uh, apparently, they had two big chances. Um, we didn't have any. Accurate passes, 419 to 413, fouls 11 to 12, corners 3 to 4. I mean, I said at the start, you couldn't put a bit of, you know, a cigarette paper between these two teams, and, and so it was. Yeah, it, well, it, it seemed that way on paper, but it definitely wasn't with the majority of that performance. Um, Chris, I'm yes. sure you've had this issue with this before, but what does two goals count as if they're not big chances? Does it have a successful chances section? Because I can't understand how we've not had... Because we had three big chances. Tillman's <laughs> had one tipped over the bar in the, first, in the second half. So what are they classing as big chances? Because if big chances is scuffing your penalties and having them saved twice by Casper... I don't. I don't. I don't get these. It's like these expected goals. We were one point yeah. two five. They were one point five two. What the hell is expected goals? But oh, well, I mean, you know. that that again, it doesn't look like the performance. Does it? Does the stats do not match the performance? Because yes, Palace had a few chances, but yeah. apart from when he had the spot kick and that one early in the first half, I don't remember Casper having to make a save. No, no, he didn't. You no, know, he saved that one. He doesn't even save that. It wasn't even a one on one. You know, Marty really could well, he just hit it through him. He hit it underneath him, yeah. which was good by him. But yeah, that, hi, Darius. Thank, 
thank you very much for popping in, sir. Um, gonna give um, uh, a chance to oh, here we go. I thought you had two jobs, Chris. First, towering lowering the tone of the channel, I managed to do that. The second, not providing the stats and information. You know, it, 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 it's hard to do all this, present and produce at the same time. You know, I'm a bloke. I don't uh, I don't multitask very well. Uh, another mediocre performance from Tillemans? I don't no. think so. No. I've Brad, Brad, I'll let you have a go at him from there. <laughs> Again, I said this um, when when um, Darius was on. I said, that, I said this about Tillemans. Um, he's been given the respons responsibility that whilst Madison is benefiting from a, ro a wider role, instead of being so straight on, and it's great that he can play that number 10 role, he can, but it, it gives him a freedom to work his way into that and not be so predictable. I think it's what Brendan's trying to, he's trying to make his from free hard to figure out how they're going to go about things. And by doing that, you've got to get them trained and, and working well in, in, in different positions. And, you know, Madison playing further up, um, you know, and holding that line a bit higher than he would in that number 10, means that Yuri's been given that more defensive responsibility. I'm not saying he's sitting there next to Mendy babysitting, but he's yeah. sitting in between that gap. And when he does yeah. that, he's going to become like a, an Ndidi. You're going to hear him get the ball. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear him maybe hold up and play. And then you're going to hear that he's passed the ball on, but you're not going to see too much out of that. Every so often yeah. you did, and he had that chance early in the second half, which if it weren't for the yeah. fingertips of Guaita, would have made it, would have made it three 0 and completely killed the game off the ball. No, was that the one that ended up on the moon? I think he's no, still no, no, that one. No, no, that no, that one he did get. He, he, I think he was trying to convert for the Tigers, but that I think so. where, I mean, the one where Guaita's fingertips stopped it being three 0 and he put it over for a over the bar yeah. for a corner. Um, right. you know, he has in, fair, in fairness to Darius, he did say he didn't see the game just though he's the lowest rated player on the graphic. He actually wasn't. Daku was actually lower rated, but we'll we'll come on to those in a second because uh, as if by magic, here we go. These are the stats. Oh, you, see, I can, yeah. you know, better late than never. Better late than never. Now I can say I wish somebody would explain the expected goals to me because I just don't understand them. But like you say, yeah. Big chances. I thought we had two, you know, unless yeah. these are chances that, that don't go in. You they, know, well, they, must be, they, they must be because Crystal Palace will at least have four if you include the two penalties, the yeah. rebound, and that chance. So it must be chances they don't take. But then again, they should have three, then, shouldn't they? Because there's two penalties and the one Schmeichel said. So not even I, I know. Like not I say, I, I, just, I just don't get it. In fact, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to have a look on. Um, on another site here, and I'll just see what they uh, have it down now. Because that sounds like first half stats that they've got confused with. Yes, there. And they and have their, they have now they have shots on goal th three each, shots off goal three each, um, and they don't they don't actually have that stat, so they're a sensible one. Yeah, <laughs> and that makes more sense because I think we did have three. Well. No, I think we had more shots on goal. I don't know if you class, class the ones that kind of P-roll towards their goalkeeper or what. Who knows? So Who knows? Maybe, maybe they won't count a chance. But still, three on target, yeah, that's about right. We were very right. critical. Uh, Brett, um, Darius says, uh, thanks for this, Darius. XG is about the... 
so if the XG is 0.7, which is the XG of a penalty, you'd expect seven out of ten times for it to be scored. Okay. <laughs> yeah, basically, what they've done, Chris, is they thought, how can we try and make algebra seem relevant still? And we'll put some letters at the end Indeed. of a chance. We'll rate, basically, what you're telling me there, Darius, is they rate a chance out of ten. So if he hits you on the side of the bar and it hits the line and comes out, is that a 0.9? Are they giving that a 9 out of 10 for effort? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Anyway, we're going to be back straight back after this when Brad is going to... Bread? Brad is going to get him. He might be bread as well. Are you oven-baked? <laughs> or are you sliced? Um, oh, well, I'm a bit doughy. Hey, he was on earlier. Um, no. <laughs> I'll we'll back. the occasion. <laughs> we will. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> now I'm like a souffle around a loud noise. I've just deflated the atmosphere. <laughs> I like, tell you what. I tell you what. I'm going to. I can't beat that one. I can't <laughs> beat that one. I can whisk it. Stay tuned, Brad. We'll be getting his board out for you. <laughs> In the meantime, please, please do uh, remember on YouTube, if you're not on YouTube, get over to YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV, uh, share if you are able to, like if you can do, but mainly please, please, please subscribe. This is time when I have my toilet break and it gives Brad a chance to go through his tactics. And so, Brad, it's over to you. Cheers, Chris. I might start calling you Jeff so I can say cheers, Jeff. Um <laughs> Like we normally yeah. I've been but called worse. Talk, yeah, well, what I want to talk about today is what Leicester did in attack and defence both really well. Um, it works both dynamics really. When when Leicester were were having to when when Leicester were trying to attack, they had two great um things working for them, and it and it was weird because even though technically on the right hand side James Madison was given the graphic is playing like that, that wasn't actually the case. The wingers were, or wingers, I use it vertically here, the wide-sided uh, forwards were dropping back. And what that actually allowed them to do was between them, and this one here would say was, was Madison, allowed for a diamond way of attacking. So after they won the ball back after the press, and I'll show the Leicester way they defensively pressed the ball, this is how they then went about accelerating their attack with Madison or Lutman coming in from their wide areas. Bear with me, I'm left-handed. I'm trying to try to tap down the right with my right hand like Leicester. It's a bit shaky and not always perfect, but I hope, I hope you can see that and get there. But if whichever one of them was that came to the central role and helped sit there just in front of, of, of Daka, who would have been sat there or any Acho when he came on, um and what would happen is Super Mendy, Claude McAuley of Leicester's era, right, would get the ball given to him by, by a defensive player. And then what he would do is he would look to spread it to Yuri Tillemans or Dewsbury Hall. And they would both in tandem, that's supposed to be a straight line. It's, imagine, I'm drunk with my right hand when I try and draw. 
they would press forward with a little bit of silk, silk movement there, as you can see, and they would join the attack, making it pretty much uh, a three-man attack going forward. And they would go down either side, either with the ball or without. So if, if Dewsbury Hall was to receive it, he'd go down the left and go in there. And and that, and that just helped Leicester move around the field because Palace actually played perfectly into Leicester's hands. And this area, if you look at how Palace actually lined up, was the area that was open. And Leicester essentially just passed around it. And that's where Leicester got their attacking press right. Now, you may think, Brad, so how does that compare to how Leicester pressed defensively? And how can you press positively when you're trying to defend? Well, it all starts, ironically, by losing the ball. And what would happen is Palace were quite rigid. If Leicester lost the ball on a high press and the likes of Madison and Tillemans were caught up the field, Palace attacked very rigidly. They would make the runs down there, but they'd keep them. They'd keep them level. They'd keep them level with their runs so they didn't get too far ahead of their central man. who would drive at maybe the first person, maybe it was Dewsbury Hall or Madison who lost the ball or whatever, would try and block it. And what that would allow, would that would allow Leicester to bring their tri attack triangle back, holding up the ball, only giving them one option because they'd firstly try and cut the option out. So I know I haven't got a big swipe build to make this more visible and noticeable, but they would cut out the runs so it'd only leave Crystal Palace and they did this all afternoon with one option, knocking it back to a centre-back and building slowly. That'll then Leicester to come back. Madison could drop back to hold that line, which would then entail in Dakar being ahead of him would chase down the loose balls and the straight passes, which is where the pressure would really start. And that would then allow Dewsbury Hall and Yuri Tillemans to turn and face just in front of that halfway line. They would turn and face, they'd be going that way, and they'd be looking for if if Dakar was able to knock the ball back, that they could um, they could win it still on the high press and get in behind. And that did lead to the goal, as we saw. You know, the mistake was made. Dak got the ball, he played it back to, you know, he played it back to Dewsbury Hall, he got the assist and then also got his goal through through similar methods. But what that allowed... I, I think we'll best maybe end it there because you keep, you do keep breaking up. Fine, yeah, I'm pissed I'm not going to do it until my phone sorts out. I'm not going to do it <laughs> There's no point though, is there? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Don't, you know, it was good, but I'm afraid unfortunately it did keep freezing. Yeah, well, there's no point me doing one if people can't see it. So I'll sort it out on my phone and get that sorted. There's something wrong with your let, phone. Let me, let, let me sort it out, mate. Just take my camera a second so I can sort myself out here. Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, if we, if I can get it up, we'll have a look at the uh, players' performances. Um so let's just bring this up here. Um, and you can let me know what your thoughts are on this. Um, there we go. Um, so on the performances, I mean, Jewsbury Hall, this is this is flash scores. Um, they've given um, Jewsbury Hall man of the match for Leicester and I think man of the match overall. But what I what positive for me looking at that is the fact that all our back four 
were sort of, you know, in the sevens. Uh, I think some of them were a bit harsh. I think Justin was was better than a 7.2, definitely. Um, but Amati and Soyuncu played well together. And it was nice to see, you know, we've actually now, and I can't believe I'm saying this this season, we've actually got a place where we've got two centre-backs that got on well here, and yet we've still got Evans and Fafana that can get on well as well. We've never, you know, we've got a luxury of defenders at the moment. Dewsbill, 8.7, Mendy, 7.4. As Darius alluded to before, Tillerman, 6.7. But I thought, I thought he had an all right game. Uh, Excuse me, just having a quick uh, throat gargle there. Luckman, um, 7.3. Madison, 8. I thought Luckman was as good as Madison. Anyway, Dakar got a 6.4. And you're looking at, you know, the the Palace, the highest Palace one there. Uh, They got a couple in the sevens. Ayu, Schlupp and Zahar. Uh, Schlupp, I thought, was very quiet against us. Usually he, he comes back against us quite well, but he had a, a very quiet game. But we did stifle. We did stifle. I mean, Gallagher, I mean, yeah, everybody's been raving about Gallagher for the last few games, but he he hasn't done particularly... Well, he didn't have a very good game at all. And I think that was because we stopped him, was it not, uh, Brad? We stopped, yeah, notably we stopped Gallagher and we stopped Zaha. Uh, we stopped all of them all game. They really could not get going, Crystal Palace. As I was trying to explain with a tactical, but this heap of junk doesn't want to record properly. Um, you know, Leicester kept a defensive view, which always meant that wherever they lost the ball, they always had two outlets. They could either go either side of them, but if one of them options or both, you know, both of them options were cut off, they could revert back to a Martin Sancho, and it surprised me a little bit that Crystal Palace didn't come at us the way we pressed them. Because by the time they did do that, and even then they kind of faltered off the idea when they kind of gave up the chase in a weird, weird way. Because I don't remember Palace doing anything after that couple of minutes after they after their third times an Irish charm for yes, you yeah. know um, goal that they, they they didn't get that aggressive at us. They didn't come at us more and press us quicker because, you know, they made it they, they made it a lot easier for them players as well, I have to say, for for it. And unless doing that made Crystal Palace play bad and not look as brilliant as they have done. Yes. I mean I've got to say and I want to thank um a friend of mine here, Colin, because he sent me this. Apparently this was um when they were announcing the uh Man United and Arsenal results this weekend. Viewers, <laughs> apologize. I'm continue. Makes me laugh. I can never get enough of that man. <laughs> I want to hire him to cheer me up. Um, yeah. we're, we're, as you know, our and we'll, we'll, we'll close here with um, uh, the man of the match, etc. Uh, if you're watching still, uh, let us know who you thought your man of the match was. And then we've just got a last question from JB that he asked earlier that I said I'd come back to at the end. You very kindly jumped in because I thought um, that Alan, I think he was having trouble just getting the uh, signal. 
and you jumped in and you gave players and manager nine. Um, now, he has not gone quite that high. He's gone eight for the manager, seven for the team. But you both agreed. I think I think everybody's agreed, to be honest with you. Man of the match, number 22, Kieran Jewsbury Hall. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit baffled by the seven for the team, but it's still a positive rating, isn't it? It's not like he's saying yeah. they played at six and a five. And, you know, I I, I said, you know, that there has been bigger wins and more excitable wins this season. But I would still argue that is quite easily up there as one of our best performances of yeah. the season. Um, yeah. Like I said, it, it was complete control. Even the commentators just said it's Leicester, Leicester, Leicester. You know, apart from, like I said, three minutes of that entire game was Leicester in complete mm. control. Um, I don't know where the commentators near the end got the idea that it was a bit an end-to-end thing because Palace seemed to get to the edge of the box we take it off them and go again. I, but hey, it is what it is. I thought it was a nine. I thought it was really, I thought they deserved nines. And it's weird. He got a fantastic assist, got a super mm. goal. But had Zaha added that wide, we'd be talking about him going up against the goalkeeper that made a vital save in the first half and then two yeah. penalty saves that, 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 you know, until he puts it in, would have kept the game at 2 um, yeah. 0. And got really unfortunate that he, he, you know, you know, the defence has been might feel a little bit hard done by Casper certainly will that he's lost his clean sheet today because he was really good when called upon. But yeah, you know, you not to quote, you know, you know, um, Roy, um, mm. Roy Keane, uh, that's yeah. his job. And when he's called <laughs> yeah. upon his job, at least he's done it well today because he didn't have to do much, which is a good thing. Mm. He didn't have to do much. He showed how resolute we were at stopping them doing much, really. Yes. But when he did, he yeah. did it well. You know, he pounced on that loose ball from that little flick. But again, mm. aside from that, didn't really have much to do. So, yeah, Jules Bruhoudels deserve it because he was just like a, a machine for... He was on another level. Yeah, he was on that level that you just love to see. And it's even better because he's a local yeah. lad that we're seeing it. Yeah. Terry Fuller says, uh, so glad the laughing man is back. <laughs> That's a brilliant clip. Yeah. Uh, a bit harsh, says Scott from Allen, but I respect his decision. I think at least eights for both managers and players. I mean, I would have, I would have moved more towards um, what Brad was saying, but you know, at the end of the day, we're only watching it on telly. He's at the ground watching it, so I kind of have to say, you know, I have to go with Allen. You know, yeah, yeah, which um, is fair. I'm not, not going to go no, go totally no. against it. I just well, thought I'd be level. Certainly, I said, I don't know if it was yourself I messaged or not, that, you know, have we got Leicester back? Well, again, it kind of, it, it can't be no coincidence that at the same sort of weeks that Brendan starts saying that Leicester have got their identity, they found it again. Yeah, uh, And I, I don't think that was just in the case of returning players. It's nice to see that our team's got their gold star for being able to pass it five yards and advanced into 10-yard passing territory because that's yeah. something that has come on leaps and bounds in these last five or six games and it's taken six or so months on the training ground to get it right but yes it looks like dealing with injuries has finally mm. not benefited Leicester because they've never been infected Leicester but as, a, as an entirety as a squad it's benefited that they're all on that same page so no matter how many or little game time they have whether mm. it's 30 games a season or whether it's 
12 games and six appearances or whatever, they're able to come on and do the job that's asked of them. And, and, and to a degree, you know, yes, we've had our down moments as individuals and as a team, but to a degree, they've not let us down on that pitch in terms of the way they've got tried to go about their business. So, mm. yeah, I was impressed with everybody today. I think yeah. I think overall, on, on terms of individual performances, there's actually a few contenders for Man of the Match at one point. You know, Casper, I think, you know, Mendy, mm. all deserve their rights and mentions that we've given them on the show because they they were like your standout players from the performance today. Yeah. Oh, definitely. JB, I said I'd come back to this at the end. I don't know if you're still here or you've gone. Uh, back to the business, honest opinions. Can we get top six and are we winning Europa Conference? Well, again, I'll take you back to what was said earlier in comparison to Brendan's pre-match where he said they're wanting to do as well as they can in the league. Mm. Now, whether that ends up being 8th or ninth or 10th, that is the goal. I mean, he was talking about every single goal. And it's not the first time he's done this. This is He's done this for a few weeks, uh, for a few seasons since he's been at Leicester. He sets seasonal goals. And obviously, he admitted they have to reset these goals if they're missed or if they're not able to achieve like the goals, how many goals he wanted us to concede, which sounds ridiculous, but I like the fact that he's trying to make sure that the defence stays strong and the heads stay focused enough to go, right, we didn't want to concede X amount of goals. Let's see how mm. close now we can get to it. How little yeah. can we go over that target? And I believe after today's game, Leicester now are only three goals shy of what they scored last season. I know he's seen that as a target to beat and there's, there's, there's an end-of-the-season target that they're setting. And by the sounds of everything, and, and matched with the performance we got from the lads today, you would yeah. suggest that, the, that six and, and and Europe is, is what they're hoping to get. You know, and as I say, you know, when we looked at the table earlier, you know, it's not out of all no. proportions. Um you know, so we, 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 we could still do it. Um, Europa League, it's a cup, sorry, Europa Conference League, it's a cup competition. How do you feel about the second leg? I mean, it was nil-nil. We obviously discussed the match afterwards the other day. Um, I, I feel, after that performance today, I do feel confident. Yeah, and a lot of fans and a lot of other neutrals that probably saw our result, and I, I think we got a few comments on that one. I was obviously a bit annoyed at the fact that we weren't able to really press home that first half, because even though we didn't create too much, you know, that any actual chance puts you on a lot of different game. Um, but we didn't seem to press on from that. But to be fair, from what I've heard and what I, I've read about them as a team and Brendan and that's come out and said it and even their own managers run a few doubts out there is they like to attack more and we've seen what happens to teams if they come out of their shell defensive shell a bit more because they can't play for nil-nil surely they're not going to rely on let's play 120 minutes and hope we win it on penalties because if they do that then they don't deserve anything this season uh, in yeah. terms of success, if that's how you're going to go about your business. And I'm sure they won't. They're a terrific side. I'd be very disappointed in them as an opposition, but very happy for them to play defensive, uh, negative football like they did in the first time. And, and hopefully Leicester get that goal that they know they're capable of creating. There's no yeah. reason we can't. I, I don't see why there isn't, you know. No, and they've got to come at us, and that will leave them open at the back, you know. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. and if they leave them gaps like they did in that first half against us, where we yeah. took, a, where we tried to take advantage of it, 
Yeah, I mean, Terry says there, have you noticed we don't pack our box at corners and give players up the pitch for a swift counter-attack? I mean, if if we're doing that uh, against PSV, no reason. Brookline, hello, sir. Where the hell have you been? We've missed you. Welcome back. Mendy's moved ahead of Indeedy. Sancho has returned. He is moving the ball into the attack quickly. Evans is solid, but moves it too slowly. And indeed, he's injured, so I think that's probably why Mendy's on. No sign of Perez. No sign of your Perez, Mr. Perez there, Brookline. <laughs> do, 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 you know, do you know what, right? You wouldn't have believed he was on good form after the PSV result because I saw something tweeting or retweeting. So I have to apologise. It's like a sauna in here and I'm getting a bit of a headache. I've had to open the door. I apologise that I've got twats. No, that's OK. No, don't um, worry. Um... But I saw people actually tweeting and retweeting. I've missed this guy. I don't know why, but I feel Perez should play. Why? We've got mm. so many better options. I actually responded to one that I kind of know, so I know I'd take it tongue-in-cheek. And I turned around and said, um, I do not. I do not want to see it playing. And thank you to my favourite Leicester player, even though he's a low need in Adam O'Luckman, for not only getting a start, but taking it by both hands, getting your goal and showing why we don't play Perez. With the greatest respect to him as a footballer, we've got better. We're not in a position where we're suddenly wanting to play Perez. Thank God. You see, Palace, you see, having not been able to beat us, they actually have to go and watch... Botafogo versus Corinthians. I mean, that, that's some stretch to try and cheer your afternoon up. <laughs> yes, it is. I don't know. I don't. He's not realised yet. I have said to him, "Smile, you are on our channel." Um, let's see. And the cat, if cat it... just got off for once, and he now he's saying something. So maybe the other guy heard that and turned it off. Rich, Rich is with us tomorrow night. Um, on the opposition show, so it will be good. To, we'll leave it a bit longer, just see if he uh, if he reads it or not. Maybe this Botafogo Corinthian game is a lot more exciting than uh, than Palace was yeah. for him this afternoon. Uh, next week, seven o'clock, we got the opposition show on Monday. Nine o'clock, the weekend review show. Back with the prediction league and yourself, Brad, on the twelfth. You need to get starts getting some win, you know, some some correct predictions. Well, stop copying there. my own work. <laughs> we'll have to supply each other's in advance so we know we're not cheating. I um, think you need to give yours first. I think, <laughs> I think the leader should go first from that. Yeah, one. then so you'll follow me so that you don't fall no, in your own. I've got to go against you. Oh, I see you might put me in predicament. <laughs> I am I am actually uh, more than happy to do that, um, but uh, and, and that is on Tuesday at nine. Hopefully, we'll have Steve Linex back. His new phone he's got after uh, he hasn't uh, one that he's not. Was Ronaldo over. that ran over his phone? Was it? <laughs> no, no, he I was too old. Ronaldo only does that to kids' phones. Yeah, and that's I know. I mean, he's a, he was an Everton fan. Ronaldo's given him, um, given him to. Uh, Oh, he's just brought it up now. He's absolutely no idea what he's doing. What's, what's, what do I mean on the what, what, What's on our channel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's looking at that. Smile at us. Give us a smile, Rich. He looks like he's in a recording booth with those headphones on, making the new Lionel yeah, Richie single. Yeah, it looks like he's about to drop a, uh, yeah. a new album for, over the spring. Um, yeah. Right. Well, I think I think we'll let him go because I don't think he's uh, he's he's going to respond to that, um, and he's taking us down as well. 
Um, uh, boo, hiss. All right, so then we've got, we've got Watford on Wednesday with the big fat football quiz. We've nearly got all the teams on. And then, of course, the big game, 5.45 on Thursday. And followed by you and me again for the post-match show then. And let's hope we are talking about a semi-final place for us. That would be great, wouldn't it? A European semi-final. Oh, I tell you what, could 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 we have a perfect week? Um I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Uh, I would love I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a you uh, my best Kevin Keegan impression here. I would love it. I would love it if <laughs> If, if Glinton slash Blonde, I can't make up the name, could knock out Roma as well as Celtic in this competition. Because even though I still wouldn't like to take them on in terms of they're not going to be easy, imagine that for your route for the semi-final. You've got a team that that's illegally playing two names. Uh, and and if, we can knock, uh, if we can get them in the semi-final, I'd love that. I think, I think that'd be a great, great occasion. You know, yeah. the original Champions League underdogs that proved everybody wrong could go up against the, the new European underdogs in this competition. That that would be a, a great semi-final tie to behold. Because yeah, it is it, Roma and the winner of that one we get, right, isn't it? I haven't just waffled that out for no reason. <laughs> no, I think you were fine. I think you were fine. Um, Scott, everybody's picking on me now. Scott says, I agree with Brad. Chris must pick his predictions first. Why? Yeah, I see. It's easy to copy your own work when you're at the top because you know even if you get them wrong, I got them wrong too. Sportsmanship. Me, I got four this week. You got three. How am I copying you? Yeah, because what you're doing is you you, you, you thought about it. You thought, oh, that 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 game that I copied that got me the extra point. That's probably from Brad you see, because he talked me into it. So yeah, you need to go first. I know we must have disagreed at some point, otherwise we both have three or yeah. four. Yes, I've been jinxing mm. Brighton. That's what got me to the draw with them. I'm going to back them, but I don't back them until they win a game. And now they've done it, I might be I might have to Brighton faithful if I'm allowed to back them to win a game. <laughs> oh, that was almost up there with the uh, how many offside rants. But hey, thanks oh. so much, mate. Have a good evening. You have done your first podcast. Was it Marvel? Who won, Marvel or DC? Well, well, I would love to spoil it for you, but I don't believe in spoilers. So if people want to find out, I'll let you know after Chris, because I know you've checked it out, so you probably know anyway. But yeah. go and check it out. It's available. If you go to my Twitter at Full Time Focus, the link there, click it. It's a matter of opinion. Subscribe. Remember to turn that notification bell on, just like you do for this channel. Give it a like and give it a loss and see which one wins. Well, not necessarily wins, but which one gets more of the voting from my uh, panel. Uh, go and check it out. And, um, and, and all I will say is it is well worth a listen and it's great because you don't have to look at us either. So it's, um, it's a double bonus there. <laughs> Brad, mate, thank you very much. I'll speak to you uh, afterwards, you. I'm sure. And I will see you on Tuesday night when I will probably extend my lead in the prediction show again. Yeah, probably because I'll tell you to go first and then I'll start going for really silly results and I'll get zero. That zero killed me, hasn't it? That zero week really has hampered me. Yes, yeah. And did you did you ever you know I mean if I go say Norwich are playing Man City and I go it's gonna be a Man City win, are you really gonna go for Norwich just to get a point away from me? No, because they won't get one, so I won't. Exactly. If, you go, if you go for maybe if you go for maybe West Ham to bounce back, I might not agree with you on that one. So I might go against you on that one. They're, they're the games, they're the games. Yeah. They're the games. 
Anthony was nearly giving a spoiler out. I, I, I clicked it up, then I realised what it was. Uh, Anthony wow. has seen your content, Brad, and he says who you think are better. Um, Anthony, was that when you know, incidentally, because you couldn't watch the Arsenal game, you thought, oh, I'll put, I'll put Brad's podcast on. I know what I'm No, don't do that now. Well, that's when I advertised it. I made sure I could cheer the Arsenal fans up. <laughs> they need it. Uh, now we'll go for the Norwich draw. Uh, Scott says, thanks, Chris and Brad, for a great show. And, yeah, thanks very much, mate. Give us a like. If you have been watching this, I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you've enjoyed it, share it if you're able to. would be much appreciated. Smash the likes because uh, that would mean a lot as well. And, obviously, give us a subscribe because it does really, really help the channel. Brad, I'll see you on Tuesday, mate. It's yeah, a I'll great happy Tuesday. weekend. Um, Lester's back. I know, right? Boom. <laughs> Speak to you later. Take care, mate. Take Bye -bye. care. Leicester are back. Yeah, and we have to say that with a little bit of tongue in cheek because, yeah, you know Leicester, don't you? Anyway, 2 1 it was. Match of the day two is going to be fun tonight. And, it, and we, we know we might just get a few seconds at the end after they've shown the other game that was going on that was, like, you know, the other big game, you know, Norwich Burnley. <laughs> See you Monday at seven. Good night. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.